tell her number one, baby, we are the hmm. Sexy bikini, look me safe at the hmm. Nine name, nine name, nine name, hmm. Sometimes I be and we see how you the hmm. Waste like a balloon, the bounce and like a hmm. Inside the club, rock the bounce and like hmm. Duck the whole shot, class nine months, hmm. She said, Shadow Boxer, follow me, hmm. He said, He gave man, and he said, Say, hmm. You wanna know if I get woman, he said, Where you work, hmm. And I want to my mega left like, hmm. Feed my dog, game pet my hmm. Whisper in my ear, she said, I want to, hmm. Get ready in a second, time up, hmm. How many times on that, so I get that line up, hmm. She do me, I do you. Welcome, welcome. I am Nils, aka DJ Bedroom, because we may go kind of chic, aka slow and steady, because I always win that race. Hashtag making love baking brownies. Hashtag ambient outback. Okay, alright, we'll talk about that a bit later. And I am T Bone, aka DJ Cashless, aka DJ Friendzone, aka. DJ Spicy Rice, um... Hmm? Friendzone! Fuck, did I... Did I said Friendzone. God damn you it. You keep saying DJ Spicy Rice instead. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. I'll get DJ Should friend, we go again? Uh, I, I couldn't be fucked. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine. I'm happy to just keep going. Yeah, 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 let's go. All right. Yo, so... We've been on hiatus mm-hmm. for about four weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been about that. And we're back, guys. And it's good to be back. I feel refreshed. Yes, it's been quite the nice annual leave that we took from our podcast. We needed it. We yeah, de- yeah, I know yeah. I definitely yeah, needed yeah, it. But, but um, I don't think we were missed because we nobody really said anything. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, a, a, that wasn't exactly the outcry of, where's the podcast? Why have we had the podcast? <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's a part of my daily routine, etc. I heard it once from a friend, and that was about it. Yeah, I think I heard it once, too, yeah. so that's two people. Yeah, but, like, um, the reason for the hiatus, like I said, was I just needed a break, but I also had a whole bunch of things going on, mm-hmm. which I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of commitments. I was a bit worried. I was spreading myself too thin. Mm-hmm. I was a bit stressed out about one or two things, so that's why I needed a bit of a break. But we're back, and that's the past, and we have things to talk about. Um, like, I was telling T-Bone when the mics were off earlier, you know, four weeks of nothing leads to one hour of something, right? So one would hope. <laughs> one would hope. Yo, but, um, we should probably tell you what, where we're at right now, what's mm. just happened, what's just conspired, yeah, transpired. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but, um, I mean, you all, as listeners, know that, you know... And we are big Idris Elba fans. Oh, yes. Idris is Bay. Idris is Bay, And um, if you don't know, you'll know now. and You'll probably be hearing this too late. But Idris Elba also has a bit of a side hustle as a DJ. Yes, he does. He has a bit of a side hustle as a R&B singer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually Drizzy before Drake was Drizzy. Oh, was he? Yes, no. he was. Um, and um, they're both like fledgling things he used to do with but acting is always the main hustle um but he hasn't given up on those other things now mm. how does this relate to us you're wondering yes um idris elba is has been in australia recently particularly in queensland shooting thor ragnarok which is the next thor film mm. i think um, he's doing a bit of that in sydney too for something oh yeah yeah I think I think he might even be in Sydney for what's what, what was that Pacific Rim two? Oh yeah yeah, yeah yes. that, that's, um, that's he might be in Sydney too. for that as well. But like, so he 
it became known on the interwebs that Idris Elba was actually in Sydney and was doing a DJ set. Yes. In um, Paddington slash Surrey Hills. Surrey Hills. Or was it Paddington? Paddington. It felt like Paddington, yeah. Paddington. Um, so we caught wind of this. Mm. And we decided to go and check it out. Yes, because, well, I mean, there's nothing else you can really do once you know that... Bay's in town. If yeah. you don't at least make the effort, you got to make the effort, there. man. And being big fans, we're like, all right, we're going to make the effort mm. now. Mm. <laughs> As you can probably tell by the tone of our voices, we did not see Idris Elba. Yes, it was. Um, Otherwise, we'd be like Beyonce, Beehive fans right now. Oh, right? oh, so, we would be. Giddy. But then again, Beehive fans would probably wait in that line like we didn't. Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, so this is the scenario. Um, Idris is probably going to come on at about midnight. The doors at this place opened at 8. Mm. Whilst we love Idris Elba... Yes. Uh, I don't have... As a 34-year-old man... Yes. I don't have the stamina to sit in a club for four hours, listening to music I probably won't like, having to deal with people I don't particularly like as well, just to see some bay. Yeah, and, and let's face it, he wouldn't have been sitting, he would have been standing. And I'm an old man. <laughs> but but T-Bone and I did go to the venue That's to right. check out whether, you know, we were, like if it was like a half an hour wait or something, we probably would have stayed. Oh, absolutely. But the the place was packed to capacity by nine, from what I understand. Yes, that's what we And were um, it would have been a two and a half hour wait for us to actually get in. And, um, and the line itself, it should be known, is probably... Uh, Quite long, 30 meters. Yeah, 30 meters. Uh, 30 meters deep with people. Um, so, and yes, there were apparently some, obviously, some diehards that were willing Probably to... Probably in there at 8 or 9, That's actually. right, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, maybe in our younger days, maybe we would have done it, T-Bone. Yeah, but maybe. But as men in our mid-30s, I just don't have the, to quote Donald Trump, stamina. Stamina. To do it. Yeah, that's... I mean, like... And, and I thought, you know, we we would go in at a, a respectable time. So if he's due to come in at, at, you know, at midnight, we would rock up at about 10. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. give us a couple of hours of yeah. whatever DJing was there. Then he comes on. We we bask in his glory, mm. musically and visually. <laughs> musically. Music, well, yes. Um, to and, me, Stringer Bell was on the decks, man. That's yeah, all that's like. true, that's true. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then we would be, we would just kind of, you know, soak in that experience. And then we would then be reporting back to you that we have seen in, in the flesh our okay. bay. And, um, and we can now die happy men. But, um, no, alas. No, alas. Alas, that has not occurred. Look, I'm low-key confident I will work with Idris Elba one day. And ah, that's good, that's good. So I'm not too worried about mm. it. Also, I don't know if it's that great meeting your idols, dude. I'm, I'm, I don't get starstruck, really. Mm. I really don't. Like, do you, T-Bone? Uh, I think starstruck is a bit, bit of a stretch. Like, if it is a case of, like... You know, you're 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 walking in an airport and you see somebody you recognize and go, Oh, that's yeah. such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. kind of carry on with my life. Yeah, that's that's kind of I'm more starstruck if it happens by accident. Like, I mean the thing is, okay, say okay, if it were a case of you were sitting on a plane next to yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. that was of of fame, mm. that would be slightly different. Because mm. then I'd be in that situation of well, 
now I kind of feel awkward kind of saying hi to them because now they're stuck on a plane with me, yeah, which yeah, means yeah, 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 we've yeah. got to put up with small talk yeah, fakes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that sort of shit. That yeah, that yeah. would be slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, well, I've been in that situation. It is yeah. cool. Well, I by accident found myself sitting next to like two members of the Wu Tang Clan. Ah, uh, yes. And um, we, did, we did we did talk about this, didn't we? We never really went into it, but that's okay. There's not really a lot to go into. Okay. Um. So I was basically in New York. I was just hanging out, and I was at like a poetry recital. And next thing I know, I'm sitting next to two members of the Wu Tang Clan, specifically the Rizza and the Jizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I ended up like chatting with them and stuff. But truth be told, I didn't really know what to. I didn't have a lot to talk to them about, or like, because you can't talk about the music. Yeah. You can't make references to the fact that monumental people. You can't yes. really. But you I, can't. I, you can't ask for a photo. Yeah. Because it gets super weird. Um, but what they did do, because I think I wasn't so weird, was that they let me into their circle and mm. all that kind of thing. So I was actually more starstruck by that because it happened so, like, serendipitously. Right, right, Like, right. um... It wasn't an orchestrated... Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's just... Calculated like, I, yeah, by you. I was literally just sitting there and all of a sudden, bang, bang, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So that was kind of mm. cool. Yeah. But, like, um, I was... I guess I was starstruck because it happened by accident, but I wasn't, like... I, I had my behavior in check. Like, I wasn't, mm. like, freaking out or anything. Sure. You know? And you hear so many stories of, like, people meeting their idols, like, and and growing out, and the, it ending up to be quite a disappointment. Whether it's, <laughs> yeah. whether it's just a case of they, they're like, leave me alone, you, you dickhead, or is it a case of just, like, you actually have a conversation with them and you realize that they actually have nothing to say. For an example this, please listen to episode two of The Mints, where I met Hannibal Burr. Ah, yes. Well, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty good one. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know, like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't... Yeah, I think I may have been slightly... Yeah, I was a bit angry at Hannibal because, like, I'm a pretty big fan. Mm. I've paid money for his products and things like that, but, like, yeah, that was pretty weird. But I think there's one person who I would have flipped out if I ever met them. Who was that? Prince. Yes. Yeah, I think if I had met Prince, I would have kind of lost my mind. Also, I would have been so scared. But that's the thing. Like, yeah. Prince, again, he's, a, he's almost a mythical yeah, character, he's a right? Dude. Yeah. Like, like, you don't talk to Prince, Prince, Prince talks, talks to, to you. you. Word, word, word. Yeah, right? Yeah, if yeah. you were ever to have a conversation, yeah. he needs to want to talk to you. It does suck that Jimmy Fallon has had a conversation with Prince and I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. Um, T-Bone, have you ever had any run-ins with famous people? I think of famous people. Like, I remember seeing at a, a screening that we were both, or the, yeah, that you, uh, that we were both at, where... Like Hugo Weaving just kind of walked in, kind of thing, and like oh, yeah, he was just right, kind of being himself, yeah, kind of thing, he was, right? He wasn't, yeah, yeah. He was standing in front of us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tall bastard too. Yeah, he's huge. Um, yeah. But like, uh, yeah, and and it was just a kind of a thing of like, you know, he's just kind of there. Mm. Do you remember famous. when Kanye looked at us? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> where we? Where was it? Oh yeah, we, we were in a Kanye. We were in a parking five, six lot years ago. Yeah. And we were in a tiered parking lot, and it was right next to the venue, and we just hung around to see him come out. That's right. And basically, he comes out with, like, this is before he was married and stuff, with, like, 18 groupies. Yeah. And I think a bunch of people just yelled, yo, Kanye, and, like, we were just standing there. And he just looked up at us and just, like, didn't do anything, just, like, looked up. Acknowledged, like, yeah. without really doing anything, kind of got it. That was pretty cool. Let's put, it, put the hypothetical. Say, mm. 
you know, we'd gotten in. Say... Tonight? Yeah. Yes. Say we'd managed to, I don't know, work our way towards the front. Mm, oh, um, yeah. Say Idris did his set. Mm. And say that he kind of walked off to the side or whatever. Mm. And then all of a sudden we were in, you know, a room. Mm. And then he was in the room. And yeah. then, like, and so he's there. What is the conversation that you have with You him? don't talk about the work. Right. You don't talk about how much you love The Wire. You don't, you just treat him like a normal dude, man. You just go, hey, man, good set. I like track number three. That was pretty cool. Loved what you did with the mix over there, man. What are you bumping lately? Blah, 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 blah. That's basically what I had to do with the RZA and the Jizza, man. So you, you, can't, about... you can't talk about 36 Chambers, man. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. You can't, you can't do that. Like, I literally was just going, so what did you think of the poetry, guys? <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's literally right, what I had to say. That's right. what I said to the jizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the jizzle. But like, like, like I said, you don't, you don't talk about the, you definitely don't ask for a photo. That's the worst thing. Right, you right. Um, you treat them like a human being that like, basically like somebody like you're standing next to at a gig and you're like, oh, what did you think of the gig, man? Like, that's how you deal with it, man. Okay. That's my advice. Now, like, say, for example, you watch a comedian, right, that you really like, that's famous. Oh, like a famous one. Okay, yeah. Right. And then he's kind of standing in the hallway. Mm. You and and I both would give the handshake, hey, man, really appreciated your set or whatever it was, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Is there not an equivalent of that when you meet another famous person? Can you not go to the extent of saying... At the very, I mean, like, keep it minimal, mm. but say, hey, look, man, I appreciate the work that you do. Yeah. Right? And you may want to throw in a couple of examples, but then, but then, you know, if you want to carry on the conversation, probably in the Idris case, then talk about the music. Is, there, is that overstepping your balance? It depends on the forum as well. It depends on the forum. If Idris was doing, like, God forbid Idris was doing like a Comic Con like event and it was like Oh like a meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. Then you can ask whatever the hell you want, mm. right? Okay. You can be like, Yo man, season three, episode four, blah blah blah, you said this, like, oh what was like, you know, what was your blah, all that crap. Yeah, you can ask that. But if it's like a dude just trying to have like be a civilian, mm. you you gotta go civilian, but like respect that this is that dude. The stand up comic thing is a bit different. Stand up comics are usually pretty approachable. Um, yeah, they may be approachable, but yeah. it is, is it, but I, I mean, you can still say, that, I mean, they are performers, they are entertainers, whatever yeah. it is, It right? depends on the height of the f- infamy, like, okay, our favourite comedian is Maria Bamford, right? Mm. How the hell do you approach Maria Bamford? Oh, that's a very good question. You I don't know. approach Maria Bamford knowing full well what she's like. Well, I mean, potentially she could actually give you a hug for all you know, but... Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think Maria Bamford wants to be having a conversation with us. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so it, then is it just incumbent on us to not annoy them or engage no, with them? Basically, the rule is you don't be... You don't be intrusive. Because at the end of the day, like, you wouldn't fuck with somebody who's on, like, the train with you, right? You wouldn't talk to that dude. Right. So, but it's just a because content. there's a level. But fine if that person there's a level of fame that person's achieved. But that person is in that situation with you not because because fate has brought that person in that situation. Like, dude, I'm just I'm just trying to have a good time. You know, you don't want to like jeopardize that for the other person. So you don't you don't want to impose upon. I don't. Them. Yeah, I'm, that's my that's my shtick. Yeah, well, I've reached out to like I remember like when I was leaving that poetry thing, 
as I was leaving Risen, the Jizz, I did, like, say to them, like, guys, just before I go, I just wanted to say, like, big fan of your work, mm. you know, your albums have, like, influenced my life, man, like, and they were like, oh, thanks, man, like, appreciate it, and, like, just, like, went about my thing, you know? Yeah, so um, I think, what, and what you did correctly in that mm. scenario was, you didn't lead with that. No, nah, you, you don't lead with, with it. You ended with it. Because, because they're, a, they're a human being. Because that's just the thing you're saying because, like, you're leaving now, right? I just, like, yeah. just wanted to get this through just before, like, yeah, um, yeah. seeing that. Like, even when I met Hannibal, I was like, yo, man, dude, seriously a big fan. Like, mm. I actually, I started with that, with, mm. with Hannibal, probably why it went the way. <laughs> um, in the last four weeks, what else has happened? I did something that... Um, I guess I've been meaning to do for a long time, and I finally had the opportunity to Would do it. Would you call it a bucket list? Definitely a bucket list thing. Mm. I'd, I'd say so. I definitely put it in the important category. Yeah, so I guess it's a pretty important thing. I performed my first set of stand-up comedy. Tell us a joke, funny man. Nah, I don't know <laughs> jokes, funny man. Um, uh, so I did... So basically, a bit of backstory. A friend of mine, Marty Bright, stand-up comedian, um, he... We'll be on the f- show in the future. Don't know when yet. But, like, um, he was having a show at the Sydney Fringe Comedy segment, which is, like, part of the Sydney Fringe Festival. And he we had a show called Plus One Comedy. And uh, Plus One Comedy, basically the premise of it was an established comedian does five minutes and introduces somebody that's never done comedy before to do their own five minutes. And so I was Marty's Plus One. There were some other comedians there, like Kyle Legacy, etc., um, who had their own plus ones, and so I did my first between five to six minutes mm. of stand-up comedy, and um, because I didn't really see, I got pretty good, pretty positive feedback from everyone. Like a lot of my friends came, uh, maybe ten to twelve of my friends came. Thank you to everybody that did come. I really, really appreciated you guys. Did me a major solid. Um, it was a good turnout. It was a good turnout. So I did my set. I think it went okay. I wasn't really there for anybody else's set. At all, because I was, like, last, and I was, in inverted commas, backstage, which is actually just outside the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I think I did well, but also I'm, uh, there may have been some bias, because at least a third of the audience were my mates, so... I don't so. know. Look, I think, I think the, the overwhelming um, comment that was coming from people was that, man, I'm really glad I didn't need to actually lie and say that that was a good set. <laughs> Like, I can actually say it and not have not feel like shit in, in <laughs> you know, just that whole encouragement business. Well, T-Bone, you had already heard the set before you went in. I did, yes. I had actually yeah, tried yeah. out my... Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. T-Bone and I have almost identical sets of humor. Pretty I think the much, only difference yeah. is that I'm willing to watch things with Kevin Hart in them. <laughs> and um, I am not. And T-Bone's not. <laughs> um, that's probably the only thing. But we have a very identical senses of humor. Yeah. And so, running it past T-Bone, whilst being a very good idea may I was worried may have been a bad idea because not everyone exactly shares our sense of humor correct but yeah, true but uh, but uh, I was also confident that assuming they had a couple of brain cells to rub together they mm. would they should have been able to pick up on mm. on the uh, you know the 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 somewhat the the the, the somewhat subtleties of, of some of your jokes as well yeah. as the um I don't know the contextual stuff and the fact that, like, you know, you did you did a lot of race stuff. I did a lot of race stuff. Yeah, yes. I think the crux of my whole thing, the spine of it's definitely all race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, a lot of um, a lot of Sydney and Australia, very Australian-centric comedy. Not mm. very. Didn't exactly have a global reach. <laughs> no, well, 
I, but that, then again, nor did nor were you trying. Yeah, no, nah, I just. But one thing I have to say, like those five, I cracked about five jokes. Of those five, like those five jokes are literally everything I've drawn. Like out of thirty-four years of existence, <laughs> that is literally the five funniest things that I can like squeeze out of thirty-four years of existence. Like I cannot come up with another five minutes. Like, I'll have to live another 34 years <laughs> to get another five minutes. I, I think I think if you thought about it hard enough, you could mind that. Well, well I've been trying, and it's trying. really, really hard. But um, but there's been some, like, enough positive feedback from Comedy Night yeah. that I will be doing it again. There you go. And I've kind of overlapped um, the whole open mic portion Scene. of things. Yeah, to kind of, like be asked to do some rooms here and there. So I will be doing, in the same five minutes, slightly pruned, um, this coming Wednesday at Herman's Bar. Nice. Um, near Sydney Uni for um, something called Small Trumpet Comedy, run by Aaron Chen, who was nice enough to ask me to come on. Aaron Chen. Chen out of Chen. Hands down one of the funniest people in the country. Absolutely. He is hilarious. He's also a friend. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully we can have him on the show one day. God, that, oh, would, be that would be awesome. Oh my god, because Aaron is such a like, he's kind of an abstract and non-abstract comedian at the same time. Like he's, he's unique. Yes, it, it would depend yeah. on like. I and also, so young, so young. Yeah, like, no, he's, he's only twenty-one. Oh god, yeah, like he's a baby, but he's like so funny. Um, he's brilliant, in fact. Like mm. God. Speaking of comedy, guys, like, um, next Friday, this podcast will be out before then, Friday the 6th of October, Daniel Muggleton will be headlining at the Comedy Store. Yes. Um, we've had him on the show. He's a very, very funny man. Um, we appreciate his comedy a great deal. It's really smart. Um, and he will be performing. Um, you guys should definitely come down. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, look, man, I'm I'm really glad that I did my five minutes. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I'm not that worried about bombing because, um, as I was telling my friend Surin, who's a comic as well, um, I've made bad films that have gone down pretty badly with people. Right. So that I feel like that might be more brutal than actually bombing on stage. So let's backtrack a bit. Okay, yeah. just uh, go, firstly go through the process of actually oh. writing the jokes. Oh crap. I think you should be asking a proper comedian this. But no, this no, is, okay. no, but, but what was your process? Um, okay, I was drawing from a lot of clever Facebook statuses. <laughs> right. Things that I thought are clever. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not going to say them now because no, like, no. they're all part of my set. But there are a couple of things that I came up with on my own that I thought were particularly clever. And so I kind of like built jokes around them. Now, like I had to learn about and it's something I keep learning, just about the difference between a punchline and a premise. Mm. Um, Interesting. A premise, people think a premise is often a joke. Like, um, like for example, the premise, like, people will come up with interesting premises and think, and they might even be funny premises, but that's not actually the punchline. The, pre- the premise is like the scene, right? The setup, they call it the setup. The setup. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like what you're... What you're, what you're putting out there is... Why like did the, the chicken cross the road? Yeah, the basis of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the ingredients. Yeah. And then the punchline is the take on the scenario you just painted. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I had a lot of scenarios. I, I was like... Uh, and I think that's what people mistake even writing for. Mm. They're like... They mistake scenarios for jokes. Right, 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 right. Now, the thing is, you may have a clever scenario, 
But you've got to, like, kind of, like, extract the essence of why that scenario is funny. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and therein build the joke. And I think that's the hard part. That's the part I struggled with. I was really lucky because I guess I had five solid starting points because I, I could think of five things that I've said that I thought were funny over mm. the last 34 years. And I kind of just made a scenario, put those things in the scenario, and then thought of a funny take on them. Okay. So it's actually, honestly, dude, it's hard. Like, it is hard. I don't know, like, I don't know how these guys come up with an hour of material and stuff. It's really, like, like, it's so hard. And I think that's, that's like, like, for me, for a guy who writes film, for who's writing a film script, um, that's the brutality of stand-up comedy mm. because there's no... You can't be redundant with your words. You can't be even too descriptive. You've got to, like... There's there's a timing issue. There's a... It's very... It's very... It's kind of um, bare. Like, right. like, the structure is really bare. And, like, you've got to kind of, like, get to your point in a clever, witty, concise way. Whilst in a script, you can kind of faff around a bit here and there. Like, in a novel, like, you can faff around too. But in stand-up comedy, you really can't... Like, the longer your setup is, the better the punchline must be. And um, I was lucky enough to have, like, Marty listen to my set beforehand as well and give me some really good advice too. And, yeah, like, talking... I'm really lucky because even before I did this five minutes, I've been a fan of stand-up comedy for Mm. so long. And I think that helped. And I think that was part of Marty's intro for me as well. Um, he was saying this guy loves stand-up, blah, blah, blah. So I, I know what a good joke is, like, from what I've heard. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what my taste is. So I guess I was trying to mimic my own taste. I think it would be hard to do stand-up comedy if you don't have, a like, a liking of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So if any of those other guys were, like, going on having not really enjoyed stand-up comedy, I think that would, like, you'd be kind of, like, blind. You'd be going in blind, you know what I mean? That was the writing component. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a long time to get those five. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, like, the, like, in terms of the writing process, like, where, how many, how many jokes did you kind of start with? Ah, and then were on the chopping okay, block and that question. sort of thing? Like... Um, there was definitely some really bad jokes to begin with. There was maybe eight to nine jerks okay okay yeah can you indulge us with maybe oh bloody hell there was one about there was one about how i was driving to work out west once in a neo there was never a punchline it was just a premise and how like there was a neo-nazi on like a bike a skinhead sorry on like a bike next to me and he was yelling something at me but because i don't really um i don't really hang out with racists I actually didn't realize he was a skinhead, and I thought he was just telling me I had a flat tire or my lights were on or something. Right. But, like, when I went to put my window down, I think he just called me, like, something racist and then drove off. Um, but, like, I like so, again, premise, I had to make a pun. I, I was yet to make a punchline out of it. There was one about, like, I was trying to make a joke about, like, this girl who was trying to return library books. But, like, every time she tried to walk into the library, the glass doors wouldn't open. So I was, like, trying to get a joke out of that. But I never got to it because I found my the stuff that I cared about was more, like, the race stuff. Mm. So I kind of, like, stuck to that. Well, I, and that was the other thing. Like, at what point did you realize that going race was was the best 
idea as and like were, were there any other options was it just going to be like a uh, a Seinfeldian no, observation I don't think humor I can type do thing. That. I don't think I can do that. Like right. you try and be like the guys you like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right, like right, right. even with f- like filmmaking and like script writing, I'm trying to be like the guys that I like. Yeah. Um. So you. So the guys I like are usually a bit more, a bit brainier. Like not to say that other guys are not or anything like. I guess they're the guys that are a bit more political and stuff like that, so I think I was going down that angle. But also, those are issues that I think about a lot, too. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, right, mm. you know that we talk about race quite a bit on it. Yeah. You know? So, obviously, that was going to be a component of it. Um, but also, like, we talk about Sydney a lot. Sydney changing is something that, subconsciously, I realize more recently affects me more than I realize. And so, I think some of my jokes were about, like, just how, how weird Sydney is. And, um, just, like, some of the quirkiness of Sydney. Um, but, yeah, I think I just gravitated towards that because, like, that's just the... the, It's, like, the stuff that you talk about, man. It's just the stuff that constitutes your Mm. life, right? Like, your material reflects your life, yeah? Right. You know? Like, getting it... I think I did six minutes on the night. Getting it concise and stuff was hard, and is still hard. Um, because I've still got to, like, make my set more concise and make it fit within five minutes and not really lose any punch so it's it's hard man i think um check in on me in a couple of months and see what i say <laughs> the season performer yeah oh i don't know man I, I think i may have like i did get a message in my inbox when somebody found out from another comedian i won't say his name legacy um uh. that where um he was like oh i heard you're doing another room here you are taking away jobs from hard-working white comedians. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, a part of me feels, like, really bad because, like, I haven't done open mics. I've literally only done six minutes of comedy in my entire life and I might be, like, taking... I, and I think a big part of it is because I know so many comics now that, like, like I have more access to them than the guys that, like, work the scene more. So... Yeah, I guess there is, like, some a level of, like, I guess you can call it nepotism going on. But at the same time, I mean, like, when you're being put on somebody else's bill with their name next to that show, the whole idea of them pitying you is a bit... It would be a false statement purely because they are actually confident enough to say, you know what, he's he may not be a professional, he may not, you know have the tightest set, but he's good enough to be in this, you know, uh, in this show. Mm. So, you you know, you saying that you feel bad about it, clearly, they're only, I mean, these guys aren't the type of guys to to give a, a sh- you know, a shitty act yeah. time on their stage. Yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. Like, let, let's see what happens. In this but, like, I, don't get me wrong, actually, I'm looking forward to it. I like... I do like doing it. I, I don't... I definitely don't think I can do it, like... For example, like, Car Legacy, I know for a fact, does, like, at least six to seven shows a week. Mm. I don't think I have that kind of, like... I don't even want to do it that often. And I don't think I want to do the all the rooms or anything like that. I think I could... I could only do certain specific spots. Just because... My, I guess the nature of the comedy, it doesn't... I don't think it would translate to everyone, to be very honest with you. Like, because the room I'm doing on Wednesday is that it's a uni student crowd. Right. So they'll take to it, like, like they'll be fine with it, like, you know. 
it's that kind of comedy. Mm. You know what I mean? It's very liberal. It's very liberal as in like left wing, um, etc., etc. So I think they'll be fine with it. I don't think I could do like with my with my five minutes. I don't think I would last two seconds at say like an RSL. But again, that's also uh, that's also the audience that you're you're catering to now. Yeah, yeah. A professional comedian is is smart enough to realize that. You Let's know, not use strong words like catering to audience because I'm just I'm just like I'm just like no no no, 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 no. Like, you know, know, like, no no but regardless you're yeah. on stage right yeah and yeah yeah you made the you made the comparison to you being at an RSL now yeah an RSL is a very different crowd and mm. yes it would be smart if you <laughs> if you didn't want to have complete silence or or booing or for that matter thrown at me. yeah or you know I don't know what get the, off. Get off the stage, mate. Well, probably Kneel be, for the well, anthem. Don't stand for the anthem, boy. If, if, if it's an RSL, you'll probably have a schnitzel thrown at you or some <laughs> shit, right? I've never had an RSL schnitzel, and oh. I'm very okay with that. Oh, mate, it's the best. No, really, T-Bone, what is your thoughts on RSL schnitzels? It's a, it's a flat piece of chicken. <laughs> like... You couldn't fuck it up even if you tried, because <laughs> it doesn't taste like anything. So, and you know, that's why you have a shit ton of sauce on it. Or the chicken parmigiana. It's Basically, a schnitzel, a schnitzel with, with, on it. with like, no, it's ham, sorry, it's oh. ham, cheese, and a sauce, of a red sauce, which I assume is the, like, a tomato sauce, but like, of the pasta variety. Right. And that's yeah, and that's and that's what flavor is. Right? I've had two in my life. Oh, for real? I thought you were going to say way more than that. No, fuck no. Um, <laughs> and yes, they are. They, I mean, like I've seen them the size of a boogie board. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. I don't understand how you can get that much. Oh, meat. I just imagine like, somebody standing on a parmesan, and I'm like, that'd be painful. Well, it's like no. I mean, it's like even if you squashed a chicken, it wouldn't be that big. So. <laughs> There's some, a lot of processed shit happening, but anyway, there's a lot of schnitzel talk for a... Schnitzel, schnitzel. I've never <laughs> eaten schnitzel. Regardless. I'm a vegetarian, so yeah, I've yeah. never had schnitzel in my life. No. But yeah, okay, but yes, anyway. But no, no, getting back to the point, yeah. it's the idea of when you're at that crowd, mm. yes, there is a definite need to change up your act mm. to suit the crowd that's in front of you. Mm. Now... But then you need more material than five minutes. Well, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you only had five minutes, you're fucked. Well, I only do have five minutes. And which is why you're never going to do an RSL. <laughs> That's why I'm never going to do a true true. Uh, I can only do, like, inner west rooms that have, like... Yeah. Oh, I hate I'm saying this. Like, a hipster vibe about right. With some young people with left-leaning... Ideas and notions, but again, that's the, that's the that's the humor, right? Yeah, like, that's the humor. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could potentially take this to a hostile crowd and challenge them. Um, nah. Go to I don't know <laughs> a country town mm, or nah. some or a or a comedy night in North Sydney or something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be weird. <clears throat> um, so you know where they they would actually listen to your shit and would have a, a visible reaction. You could mm. try that. Mm. I don't think you've got a death wish myself. No, but, you I know. don't have a death wish. Um, and very okay with not being... I like yeah. I don't think I don't think you've got a need to be confrontational either. Nah, not at all. I avoid conflict. Exactly. So you know, in that in that regard, like it's I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Like yeah. So I don't mind doing certain rooms. Like I think Marty's asked me to do the room he hosts at Forrester's, which is Surrey Hills. So 
I think I, I don't mind doing. I guess I think Mari wouldn't want me to come on if he didn't think that I could do it. Exactly. So, so I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't um, down yourself that much. In that I do regard. need new material though. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, if you if you definitely if you're going to continue this, you're, yeah. you're definitely going to. I need to. I, I want. I would like to be able to put together ten minutes. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. Th- I think. I do think an hour is so beyond my skill set. It's not but even that's, funny. That's the thing. If you are dedicating your you know, your every you know, moment and resource to to developing that, then you probably yeah, it could. would be work, man. It would be so much work. Like it's all work. Yeah, man. It's like I I think it's a shame. I think people kind of like don't. I think I have now. That's why, like like we said, this is a bucket list thing for me. Um, I've always wanted to do it. This is like I guess my equivalent to jumping out of a plane on my thirtieth. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is... Truth be told, that wasn't on my list. I just did it anyway. <laughs> But you know how it's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess this was me getting out of my comfort zone, and I'm really glad I did it. Um, there's definitely an intellectual challenge about it for me as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I do like me a good intellectual mm. exercise. So, um, there's that element to it, which is fun, but, like, it, it's a lot of work. I think people don't realize just how much work goes into just having a decent five minutes like people think it's so much easier than it really is oh i mean and i mean there's a reason why comedians will say look i'm just trying some material out mm. at a open uh, mic yeah like at an open mic in in that it is it is less on the line yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not a it's not a um it's not a make or breaker it's not yeah, a, a yeah, popular yeah. venue yeah so they'll 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 try out that new stuff and see the reaction that they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so and that's that's the testing process, mm, 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 which mm. then le- leads to refinement. Okay, what can I change? What can I make? You know, uh, yeah, can I substitute this with this? And that's where it becomes a lot more calculating, and that's what mm. comedians have to do. Oh, did I tell you about the bit I was thinking of trying on Wednesday? <laughs> no. So the bit because it's a younger crowd and they're mm. all uni students. I'm assuming they they're into either one of two camps. They all either all love Jared Leto, or they all love Aziz Ansari. I'll go with the Aziz one. Right. So let's. I'm sure they all love Aziz Ansari. So I'm like, here I am, brown comic. Look, guys, just project. Um, look, you're not gonna like my my jokes, and I know you all like Aziz Ansari. So project Aziz Ansari onto me. Yell some topics at me. And I will do Aziz and Sari punchlines to all of the topics you throw at me for the next three minutes. So I'm just going to go up to like a crowd and go, oh, what, what are you saying? And they'll be like, live exporting. And I'll just be like, mmm, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go to another person and they'd be like, euthanasia. And I'd be like, no. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> and then somebody would be like, I don't know. Social you know, inequality, and you'd be like, Randy. And I'd be like, Randy, I just want to do that for a solid two minutes. <laughs> you, I'll give you a minute. <laughs> that would get old real fast. I ran, I ran this, but the idea is that it does get old fast. That's now, the whole premise. All of a sudden, <laughs> you are now challenging the audience <laughs> and their patience for this shit. But that's the idea. Making them realize the stupidity of those punchlines. <laughs> right? So, so that, so your, your, your no! whole thing is. So your whole thing now is, I need to take Aziz Ansari down. 
As I need to, so I need to I show. I need to, I am with I my need six to, minutes of comedy. I need to tell the world why Aziz Ansari is just <laughs> like is just painfully no, man. irritating. He's not painfully. I just found that character on Master of None annoying. All right, okay. Basically, what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mmm, pasta. <laughs> Um, I, I look forward to to, to when, get like to, completely to, annihilated to, to, to when he, he he provides his retort, <laughs> which will like be so good. <laughs> be like what? I'll be like what? Treat yourself. <laughs> and he will then go, "Who are you?" <laughs> which is pretty much the only thing he'll need to say. He'll be like. Who are you? <laughs> what? Like, you have no bearing on anything ever. <laughs> Nobody will know your name your, when you die. Your impact on society no. is minus three. <laughs> I just won an Emmy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, mm, let's do something for our parents. Let's take them out to dinner. <laughs> and he will be like, security. <laughs> Security! Mmm, pasta! You'll beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, you'd get like 50 and Thrown I'd... out of whatever and venue you know what you're I'll in. be saying the whole yeah. time as they drag me off? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so much! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, I kind of like the idea of getting underneath his Aziz Ansari's skin to the point where, like, he's, like, up at night going, but why does that one guy not like me? <laughs> I'm just jealous, and, let's be honest. And then I'm you, just and, so jealous. And then you woke up. <laughs> I'm just so jealous. <laughs> I told, um, I told, um, good friend and patron saint of the mints, oh, yes. White Mamba this. And he was like, do it. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, because I think we've reached like this critical mass with Aziz where he's like one season of Master of None away from everybody hating him. Because <laughs> he, and he, you know what, what, um, what, um, example he pulled out? Amy Schumer. He was like, yeah, everybody hates Amy Schumer now. And I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Does everybody hate Amy Schumer now? Uh, you define everybody as the question now. Because. I, I know think she's funny, man. I think she's hilarious. No, no. The thing is, I think. Did she say something racist? She said something racist, she's, right? She said a few racist things. That but her, a lot of her shtick was racist as well. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racist, but that's the thing. Sense. Yeah, and and so when you say everybody, I still think white people think she's funny, especially white women. Mm. Um, I don't think that's ever going to change. And and look, and and she does do some 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 interesting skits um there on are her parts show. of a show that are killer man. yeah like, absolutely so, so i don't think she's I've gonna seen be hated like i laughed hard but like I, I i'm trying to remember the race parts but i can't yeah i think there were there were but a I'm lot sure of if i like read them i'd be like oh yeah that's kind of fucked yeah up, i think but... i think now she's just getting into more trouble with social media mm. um and that's always going to get you in trouble whenever you participate in social media mm, so mm, mm, mm. 
Describe to me how you felt before the gig. Oh, I was so nervous, man. Oh, oh I was so nervous, dude. Oh man, I you, thought I was you, shaking. Yeah, he was. You were you were jumping up and down. You were shadow boxing. I don't know what the fuck oh, you were doing. Oh, you mean outside the? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a lot of energy. Yeah, there was a had lot, a of, lot energy, of energy. Had like a lot of nervous energy. energy. I was like, yeah, I got I got I felt at one point like just going for a run and coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. This was, like, earlier in the actual hour. I was kind of, like, oh, like, I didn't feel as bad. I was, like, I really was kind of, like, itching to go on just mm. so I could, like, get it over and... Yeah, get it over and done with was very much yeah, yeah, yeah. a big part of my ethos at the time. Um, when guys would come off, they'd be like, yeah, man, it's not that bad. Like, and I'd just be like, nah, man. Like, because I have this need for it to be good, and I'm a bit of a... I have a thing with... I'm a bit of a perfectionist. But, yeah, like, yeah. um... But, um... I remember when the guy who went, the plus one that went on before me, mm. when he came back, I was, like, asking him tons of questions, like, oh, what's it like? Can you, who can you see? Blah, blah, blah. And um, Marty was giving me super good advice. He was just like, dude, you don't need to G yourself up. You need to G yourself down. down and I was like, oh, yeah. that's smart, man. I think a guy's done it a hundred times and know that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was just He goes, you know the material. All you have to do is get through it, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so you don't, he goes, think about the first joke, mm. everything else will come naturally. And I was like, that is freaking timeless advice, man. That was like so good. That helped me out so much. Cause then I was like, yep, I just need to get through my first joke and that is it. Like, hopefully muscle memory kicks in after that. You mm. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I was really nervous when I was walking on stage. I'm pretty sure you could see I was nervous. Yeah. Um, I think my hands were shaking, right? Oh, there's a little bit of shaking. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm pretty that. sure my hands were shaking. I was I was in the second row with with Jess, who was next to me, and my friend Ashley, and your friend Ashley, and yeah. Um, yeah so and I, and apparently we were the only ones you could see. Ah, uh, yeah, only you three. Like, yeah, I could just see T-Bone in the middle situation. with two women on either side of him, which is you know mad typical T-Bone style. Natural state, natural state. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like yeah, we we were definitely giving you eye contact and yeah, yeah. I was definitely like, you were lot. definitely my comfort blanket. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, That's but, what I do. <laughs> you know what'll be interesting though? Yeah, you had. The safety blanket of having your mates exactly there cheering you on. Yes, yes, that is a big. That's are, why. That's why I still don't know how I went. And Do you know and what look, I mean. And look and no, no, look. I, I think I can. I can be maybe not completely impartial, but I know that that was a good set. Mm. And you know, uh, you being on last was the best thing that could have happened because it it ended strong. Okay, cool, cool. Now, the thing is, now you're, now you're messing with the big, big boys. Big guys, yeah, yeah, the guys that and actually you know have, how to do shit. And you have an audience that is not going to be, I don't think they're going to be hostile, but they're just going to be foreign to you. Yeah, exactly. So it will be interesting It'll to be see if it translates. Man. And It'll I, and that's, yeah, that's, I want, that's why I want to come down. I want to see how this shit <laughs> Me actually translates. Me bomb. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I would never say that out loud. <laughs> no, I, no. I, I don't, I'm lucky I don't really I don't have any yes men in my realm yeah so I'm I think of... this motherfucker's useless so yeah <laughs> um, T-Bone's definitely not a yes man if boo you, if boo you are, T-Bone will boo with them boo earns motherfucker boo, boo earns I said boo earns <laughs> <laughs> how great is boo earns fucking best so oh, good Simpsons reference if you oh, don't get it damn. I'm sorry for yeah, you exactly um but <laughs> boo earns bro <laughs> boo earns. can I do that once <laughs> 
and just completely no. throw you off. No. You know how much that would screw me? Like, I was very worried about being heckled. I was worried that there was maybe one random variable that may heckle me. And if and it look, happened, this is... I was... Fucked with a capital F. This is gonna be the interesting oh, bit because now you man. are you are in you are in territory shit. where you have you are you are you are doing it in front of uni students, smart yeah. asses, drunk that, maybe, drunk maybe that oh, think that, that are hell. gonna be a lot of they're either gonna be tell us a joke, funny man, bloody or they're hell. gonna be like that's not funny. Oh uh, yeah, they, or, they're or they'll gonna, be on their phones. <laughs> or they'll be on their phones, which is not the worst thing in the world. Oh um, no! So so it's gonna be interesting. I'm 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 keen. To yeah, I'm that. I'm interested too because I do like what the like I I've been saying this as soon as I finished my set the other day. I was like a third of that crowd were mm. good mates of mine. Mm-mm-mm. So I, I will never know. I have to do it again. But also I'm doing it again, and I think um I hung out with Aaron and Saren the other day, and I told them I go one of the reasons I'd want to do it more is uh, just for the community aspect of it. I do like the fraternal nature and like just like the kind of. The camaraderie of comedians and stuff. I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think I like that. Mm. I'd be doing it for that. But also there is a cerebral element as well. Like, I'm definitely not like the other guys who are like, they're comics, man. Like, legit comic mindset, comic, like, I'm not like that at all. Like, man, mad respect to the guys that do it five, six times every week of the year, man. That's, oh, far out. Don't know how you guys do it. Yeah, well, they clearly do it because they love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, so do you feel the rush? Do you feel the rush? Like, was there a rush? Um, I mean, there's, like, you feel fuzzy when you hear people laughing at stuff you've said. But, like, I've made movies that have been well-received as well. Like, one or two of them. And, like, that... I don't know if it was a bigger rush, but that was a rush. Mm. Um, When I was on stage... For the comedy thing. I mean, there was a rush, but it wasn't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't... My brain was just like, get through this. And so I wasn't thinking. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think if you managed to actually sit back and enjoy the moment, you would, mm. you, you would start to feed off that, that whole laugh. Oh, that was definitely happening mm. on the Saturday. I got more and more confident as each joke yeah, went yeah. through. Um, like, because even, you know, some of my taglines at the end of the joke, like, I won't say what they are, but mm. like, some of them... I didn't think I would actually say them because I'd be so nervous and stuff. But the fact that they were coming out and I was waiting for the audience to stop laughing before I said them and stuff um, showed that I was feeding off of that right, kind of energy yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. Look, I, man, everybody should try it, man. <laughs> Everyone should try it. T-Bone, you should try it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. I'm it's not going to sugarcoat it and say, yo, man, it's, thing, it's I, really I looked, hard. I looked at the work that he put in and I was like, shit, that is like... I put in work, man. He put in, he I put put in, in some work. solid work. Like, <laughs> actually constructing those jokes and then, yeah. like, you know, like, it's not it's not easy by any stretch. No, it's so damn hard. Which, it's which one is, of the hardest things I've ever done. Which is when you... when And then when you look at comics doing it oh, yeah. effortlessly, yeah. you are like... That is actually, like, there's, there's a shit ton of work that goes into it. There's and so then, much art to it, man. Like, you know, so much finesse. Workshopping like, it, and, and, and it's, it's, like a, it's like any other piece of art. You're sculpting it to the mm, point of perfection. Yeah, yeah. And then you're but putting it out there. it's a shame it doesn't get that kind of reverence. No, yeah, because, you know, like, because, you know uh, because every dickhead that thinks they can crack a joke at a, you know, at, at the pub or... 
or a dinner party thinks that they can be a stand-up comedian. No, it's so not the case, man. You know, it's like, but but they don't appreciate the art that, that goes into it. And that's the thing, like, it's, two some people think things. about, yeah, you just telling a joke, like a street joke or a joke yeah. book joke is not yeah. a joke. That's not stand-up comedy. Yeah. That's a fucking joke book yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, like, the office funny guy? Yeah. Like, absolutely. I love it how every time a stand-up comic has a TV show, they always, like, have an office funny guy that's really, really... Like, Maria did it so well in Lady Dynamite. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's that guy who's, like... And in Bob's Burgers, <laughs> they have an office scene, and, like, the office comedian is just, like, he keeps, like, yelling the same punchline, and it's, like, from Borat, and it's, like, my wife! <laughs> like, he just keeps going back. <laughs> but it's, like, there's such... Oh, so different. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. We just talked about comedy and Idris Elba and um, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, okay, so we're back, man. We're back. We'll be back again in a fortnight from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun. Did you have fun, t Yeah, this is it good. It was an interesting chat. It was an interesting chat. Um, yo, it's 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 12.15. You know what that means, man. What does that mean? That means, you know... Bay is on the decks right now. Stringer Bell is on the decks right now. I know. About 15 kilometers from where we sit right now is Idris Elba. On the deck. On the ones and twos. Yeah, let's playing just, that music of Let's his. just breathe the same air as Idris for a bit. How is this the same air as him? Uh, maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, air in the abstract sense. He's breathing air. We are breathing air. Therefore, we well, he's to... closer to us than he normally would be. I suppose. What I'm getting so. at. I suppose. It's so. Like what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, we could have st- stood outside the club and that would smelled be that weird, air. Though. That'd be just, weird. Just breathing heavily just in front to... of the club. As <laughs> 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 opposed to how weird is that as a visual? As... How crazy is I that mean, as a visual? That, I that, I could see that happening just because we're both overweight and, <laughs> and unfit. And it was an uphill walk. Yeah. <laughs> so we would have been breathing would be heavily. I did see stairs going up to it, so I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah, that would have been that would have been a tr- that would have been trouble. Oh uh, my god, that was funny. Oh, shit. Yo, um, you can you can contact us in many many ways. Yes. Um, the Mince Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the dash mince dash podcast. Um, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the mince podcast or the mince. One I think the Just podcast. type it in. And guys, like our page, we're on 49 likes right now. We need one more for 50. Who's going to be the number 50? If you're number 50, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Deal, Tebow? Is it you? Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Is it that, you? That doesn't, it actually, that doesn't actually work without the point. I think. No, I think it works. Well, even without the visual? I think it worked. Okay, all right, well, (laughs) the question Uh, still stands. Anyway, uh, what else? Somebody's listening going, oh, maybe it's going to be... But you (laughs) can be number 50, and if you are number 50, or even more than number 50, we will shout you out. We will shout you out and give you... We will shout out anybody that likes the Facebook page between now and the next podcast. And if we ever get any any sort of like funding for this, yeah. we will eventually give out prizes. <laughs> yeah, but right yeah, now, yeah. we can only give you our verbal adulation. I can give you no, I can't give you anything. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I got <laughs> nothing to give. Um, I can tell you where we're gonna be. Where... Oh, okay, so um, so that's where you, um, you can find us on the the app, the iPhone app. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, yep. amongst any other most Android podcast apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how many there are out there. Somebody did ask me the other day 
And I told them just to Google it. <laughs> um, um, we're everywhere, man. We are yeah. here. Um, you can find us anywhere. Definitely do like the page. Definitely recommend us to your friends if you think it's interesting and funny enough. We did have a whole lot of listens over the last two weeks, uh, yeah. four weeks whilst we were off, actually. I opened up the SoundCloud today for the first time in a long time. Mm. And I was like looking. I was like, wow, we actually got some hits. Like, pretty weird. Um, but yeah, recommend us to others if you like what you hear. Um, yeah, yeah, we out here, man. You can find me. On the opening salvo on Instagram, Snapchat, which I barely use now, um, and Twitter. I'm the opening salvo. T-Bone, you is? I'm DJ underscore cashless on um, Twitter and um, Instagram. And yeah, I mean, that's it from us. I'm going to be at Herman's Bar doing Small Trumpet. Um, I'll be doing five minutes there on Wednesday. That's um, uh, near the University of Sydney, I think. I don't know mm-hmm. the details exactly, but, like, I'll be on, you know, if you want to come in and, you know, say hey. Say hey, I think T-Bone might even be there, right? I will hopefully be there, yes. But I will definitely be there and I'll be on stage and you will get to hear my infamous five minutes that we just spent the last hour talking about. And it will change your life. No, it won't. But, like, <laughs> you might get a laugh or two out of it, yes, for sure. Indeed. For sure. Anyway, that's it from me. All that's right. it from T-Bone. It T-Bone's is. got something to tell you, though. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your parties. Later. Yeah. I know they look your face up. I like you look. Lights down low, west up leg. Push it right back, sit down, bandy. One, two, three, four. Quick speed, have you on the floor like? G-string getting tore down like. Cross strap getting pulled back click. The semi-creole in one leg. They say me money, it long leg. No man then, then the top leg. Now I make you show that the cock leg. So it would have stopped. So it would have stopped. Hundred percent sure. Why didn't you hear that show when it's been on TV? What Is that doing? what she was saying? I didn't understand. The show it wouldn't wouldn't have been on TV. Something should have been. I never want to be in that situation. What? Just that. I'm such a dickhead. Talking to your son. Yeah, you you wouldn't want to talk to your son.